do they have to do with each other? Well, you're going to find out in this next edition of Dr. Carol's... Oh, God. <laughs> Let's start this again. Of Dr. Carol's couch? Really? You're going to find out? Uh, oh, God. Okay. Let's start that again. <laughs> uh. One. What does bullying have to do with terrorism? Well, you're about to find out. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, we're bullying each other in record numbers. Adults are doing that, fighting each other over politics, even though the election is over. It seems like it is going on endlessly. Is there ever going to be an end to it? And it needs to stop for a lot of reasons, but especially because you're stressing out your kids and they are copying your bullying. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I think for a lot of you, um, you haven't really recognized how our continued political infighting is affecting our kids. You know, we tend to think that, ah, what do they know? They're not really paying attention. Um, you know, this is politics. They don't understand. Uh, you know, uh, we're, people get are, are so caught up in their own bullying, their own fighting, both political parties, that they're just, you know, self-absorbed and not really thinking about what impact this is having on their kids. Well, I'm going to be telling you some stories today that are mind-blowing about examples of real kids, real-life stories, and how they have been affected. And these, these stories that come from all over the United States are, are examples of what's going on in probably all the schools all over the United States. But this just gives you a good picture. These are some highlights. Now, the other night, I was talking to a mother and she was saying, I'm so over it, meaning all of this political infighting. And um, I think a lot of us are feeling that. And yet there is a number of us who is continuing keeping it up. And uh, in fact, going out of their way to make sure that it doesn't die down. And again, this is, here's, here are some examples of what's happening to kids. And it is Imagine if it's stressing us out, and you got to admit, uh, it's certainly stressing me out. And I bet you, if you were honest, you would admit that it is stressing you out as well. So, again, we're adults. Imagine what it's doing to our kids. Well, here are some stories. You don't have to imagine. You can uh, actually hear some stories that do give some examples. First of all, here are some stories about kids who were pro. Hillary, and um, what's been happening to them. So, in a, in a uh, school, Sullivan West High School in Lake Huntington, New York, there are, were kids who were uh, chanting, build the wall, deport them all, in the cafeteria the day after Donald Trump was elected, and they built a wall of chairs around a seventh grade boy who has autism. His mother has said that he was very involved in the election 
and feels that he was targeted for not being behind Trump. Um, in Jeffersonville, New York, a sixth grade girl who supported Hillary Clinton was left in tears when the day after the election, she and her friend got off the bus and they were, um, had, they were chanced by other kids saying Hillary for prison and calls for the wall. In a New Jersey town, a 13-year-old girl was taunted for months by boys at school for her support of Hillary. After she attended the Women's March in Washington with her mother, things got worse. Um, they started calling her things, making inappropriate and humiliating comments about her boobs and butt. And of course, um, you know, now, again, not, uh, not to blame this on any one political party, but this became a part of the election, um, you know, used, used, came up in political discourse. Now, it's not just one way or the other. In other words, it's not just um, these, these things going on in schools, this taunting and so on, is not particularly one-sided. In other words, it's not by people who are pro-Trump only or people who are pro-Hillary only. There are, there are examples of both sides being bullied. So for example, here's uh, a school, the Mary Institute and St. Louis Country Day School in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Pro-Donald Trump students are claiming that they were discriminated against for supporting him. And there was a student who called herself Rose, um, or well, she's, she was written about in a newspaper and they just used the name Rose to not identify her. Um, she, she wrote a letter to the principal saying that she and her Republican supporting peers were being treated unfairly. So there was an article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about it. And it said, one of the students wrote, every day I pass a different student wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, and that goes unacknowledged. But the moment I attempt to voice my opinion, it is abruptly shut down by the left-sided environment that our school has overwhelmingly supported this school year. And then another student wrote, I got called a racist, misogynistic pig. I mean... <laughs> That's from St. Louis. So um, now we have this one. This one is uh, really, um, really shows how low it, people can go. And this is from a school where apparently uh, there were both sides, parents and families who were both, you know, some families who were pro-Trump and some families who were pro-Hillary. And the parents who were, um, pro-Hillary, or at least anti-Trump, um, took, uh, took away uh, an annual event because of it being to the um, ice skating rink, the Woolman rink, the, the ice skating rink in New York City. So the, um, and this is because the, the school, let's see, which school is this? It was, um, uh, this was the Dalton School, a private school. Now, there, there was an, supposed to be a trip 
to the Woolman skating rink, you know, in the middle of, of Manhattan. And um, because Trump was the one who refurbished it, and apparently now it bears his name, um, these parents did, squelched a, a trip, and an outing, for the whole school to go. So the, it was called the Woolman Rink. It opened in 1949, and um, it's been in countless movies. I've been to that ice skating rink countless times. It was a big deal. And, um, you know, a, a really special place in New York. And then in 1980, the mayor at the time, Ed Koch, closed it because um, it was falling apart. And so the city kept promising to reopen it by 1985, but it wasn't happening. And so in 1986, Trump offered to reopen the rink before Christmas of the, the coming Christmas. And um, he, he said, uh, if Mayor Ed Koch doesn't like this offer, then let him have the same people who have built it for the last six years to do it for the next six years. So Mayor Koch didn't really want to do it, didn't really want to give it to him to do, but he finally did. And indeed, Trump got the ice, skate rink, ice skating rink reopened on November 1st. And, um, and so now, you know, so now it's, it's associated with his name. So what um, this, this school um, decided that um, they weren't going to allow the kids to attend an ice skating party at the rink. And so they canceled it. The people who were anti-Trump um, somehow prevailed. Now, not all the parents agreed with that. One parent said, I think it is completely insane. And it's sad that kids now have no skating party. Um, and then the, uh, the, the Dalton uh, School Parents Association sent home a letter to the kids. It will re-examine the event for future years and determine whether to finding a new venue for Dalton on Ice, that was what this event used to be called, Dalton on Ice in the future. Um, in the past years, this is what the letter said, in, in past years, this gathering has been an evening which has been community building, safe and fun, where all community members desiring to attend can do so. Well, like, duh. <laughs> And so they're going to plan an alternative springtime event, which I <laughs> dare to say probably won't be ice skating. Um, look at how ridiculous that, that is. And what kind of message does this send to the kids? I mean, it's parents behaving like children. No, we're not going to let you go ice skating because that rink is now associated with Trump's name and we're not against, we're not for Trump. I mean... And if you think, um, uh, if, if you're still wondering if this is how serious a problem this is, let me tell you, a recent survey um, interviewed over 50,000 kids aged 13 to 18, and 70% of them said that they have witnessed bullying, hate messages, or harassment during or since the 2016 election. And overwhelmingly, these incidents were related to race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender, and immigration status. Almost half of them said they felt nervous most or all of the time in the past 30 days.
I mean, and it isn't stopping. Uh, this has been a um, particularly horrendous, particularly um, aggressive, violent, uh, even <laughs> um, election and, and post-election. And regardless of what political party you belong to, certainly I would, I would hope that you don't want to see these kinds of things happening to kids. Now, let me give you an even um, worse example of what is happening politically in schools and kids bullying each other. I mean, really, think about what they're doing. They are just copying what the adults are doing. Um, now, we, of course, this isn't helped by uh, other people besides, you know, the kids watching their parents. Um, there are so-called comedians like Eddie Griffin, who um, performed at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas recently. And, you know, because it was Dallas, Texas, where President Kennedy was assassinated, he had some Kennedy jokes, as if, you know, that's a joke, right? Uh, and he said, do your historic duty. You guys assassinated JFK. Next time he comes to Dallas, by he, that he's talking about President Trump, next time he comes to Dallas, stick him in a convertible, drive him by the grassy knoll, get the rednecks out to the grassy knoll. You all took out one president, you need to take out another. You all need to put Trump into a convertible and take him out. Or better yet, the driver should take him out. Ha, ha, ha. I'm sure I got a lot of laughs at the time, or at least some laughs. But um, a video about this has been going viral, and people on the internet aren't necessarily all thinking that it's very funny, fortunately. And in fact, after, after, right after, um, Eddie Griffin had this uh, comedy routine, we indeed saw a middle school student who threw a two-by-four block of wood at President Trump's motorcade in Florida. Now, do I know whether this particular student, um, well, I doubt he was in Dallas at the event, but did he come across uh, this, you know, the video of the uh, comedy routine on the internet? Possibly. Did it just filter down to him in the ether? I mean, even if he didn't know anything about that routine, um, isn't that what's in the um, collective unconscious these days of half the country in any case? So um, just, just recently, just last past Friday, when um, President Trump uh, was in Florida, he was going from the airport to his Mar-a-Lago estate, and a, a middle school student threw this block of wood when he was uh, passing through West Palm Beach, and it struck one of the vehicles in the motorcade, and um, after the motorcade, no one was injured, and the car really wasn't damaged, um, but so after the motorcade passed, a lot of the several members of the motorcade returned to where this occurred and they began looking for witnesses and objects, you know, which is where they found this two by four. And they're now looking at uh, videos from the different stores, gas stations and so on in the area. 
But when the, when the student saw that they were beginning this investigation, he admitted to throwing the object. So far, they haven't identified the student. You know, he's a minor. So um, they, that's another reason why they haven't. But, but this student um, told on four other students who were with him at the time. This, he's going to be very popular. I, what, what intrigues me about it is um, that he admitted to it. Now, either that was a, either he felt guilty and he wanted to admit to it, which would be the most positive way of interpreting that, or he felt scared that um, they were doing this big investigation and that they were going to find out that it was him who did it, um, or um, he's proud of it. Or he purposely told them that he did it because he wanted to be known for doing such a thing. You know, I could just see that happening for if this student's parents, for example, are anti-Trump and he's thinking he got the message from them um, that, uh, you know, he, he might think of himself as a hero. That would be very, very troubling. So um, all of these things that we do, whether we're just parents or comedians, um, affect our kids. Now here's another similar kind of uh, story, true story that happened, similar to um, these assassination, going in the, in the same vein of, of assassinating Trump. In Marshall High School in San Antonio, Texas, Again, notice that all these stories that I've been telling you have been from all over the country, New York, New Jersey, San Antonio, etc., etc. I mean, you know, this isn't just one place. It's happening all over that kids are being whipped up into this horrible frenzy. So 10th grade students at Marshall High School in San Antonio, Texas, performed a mock assassination of the president. Now this was, now it's interesting, of the president-elect. This was before Trump became president. This was, uh, this article about it was written in November. Well, actually, wait a second. It's written, oh, well, yeah. No, it, he was, he, it was November 19th, so he was elected, but it was before he was inaugurated. Um, they did, it, there was an English class assignment and they were required to submit plans for a skit in advance for approval. But two boys, after they, um, it doesn't say what they submitted, but after their skit was approved, they altered their performance. Now, it's not clear whether their original skit did include, you know, was, was called the assassination of Donald Trump. But, um, what did happen, uh, they seem to have um, added to it, but because they, one of the boys made a gunfire sound effect with his cell phone, <laughs> very uh, genius of them, and the other boy who was portraying Trump fell to the ground in mock death. Now, a, lot, a number of the parents are very angry. I mean, apparently the, the teacher apologized, after the fact, the teacher apologized, and um, they, they're saying appropriate action was taken to reprimand the boys, whatever that means, but they weren't suspended. And they, a, a lot of um, parents are angry that 
um, that they weren't. You know, they felt like more should have been done. And because indeed, you know, they said that when children are, are suspended for using their, their hands to simulate guns on the playground, they've been suspended at this school apparently in the past. And yet these two students who did this much more serious skit weren't. So, you know, really, really? How are kids supposed to learn when all these kinds of things are going on? Now, let's look at why this is happening. Kids, the, the, the biggest influence on kids, besides the media, of course, um, are their parents. And if parents are being, are prejudiced uh, and using demeaning words when talking about minorities, or notably, parents are very aggressively for or against uh, a political party or a president, kids, of course, pick up on that. And that gives them the green light to act that way themselves. So, what can parents do? That's what we really need to get into here. Um, first of all, bullying, you know, there's been a lot of bullying before the election. <laughs> uh, and it has been on the rise even before the election. But now bullying is on steroids. And um, parents have been incredibly, incredibly in denial, uh, even aside from these issues about politics and the president. Just before this election, parents, I mean, even beginning before this election, so many parents are in denial about whether their kids are being bullied or are being the bully, the bill, <laughs> the bullier, the bully themselves. Uh, as an example, I see patients, I see families amongst my patients, and when they bring in their children, uh, it has oftentimes happened that it be, it, in response to my asking the children questions, that it comes out that the child has been bullied. And um, the parents are aghast. Uh, they, you know, they never heard of such a thing. What? Um, and, you know, just, just this little girl, this cute little girl has uh, just happened the other day that she, um, and I, I was asking her about this because she wasn't doing well in school. And as it turned out, the primary reason was because this, this little, this boy um, was bullying her and calling her stupid and telling her that she would never be able to learn and never be able to do math and all this kind of, and, and the parents were, were, had been oblivious to this. She hadn't, she hadn't told them, but they hadn't asked. And that's kind of the key. <laughs> you, if your child hasn't been telling you about their being bullied, and, and, you know, it primarily was for things before the election brouhaha, um, the bullying usually did have to do with things, you know, making fun of kids because they don't do well on a test, or not being smart, or having a big nose, or being fat, or being skinny, or, or coming from a poor neighborhood, or things like that. But of course now it has escalated or you know, it has been added to by these uh, political issues. So 
you, you have to always, and of course you need to find out if your kid is being a bully, um, which they are going to be a little even less apt to tell you about. Kids who are being bullied sometimes, especially little boys, or not even so little, especially boys, don't want to admit that they're being bullied because they think this makes them look like a, like a, like a whip. But whether you have boys or girls, um, you need to, you need to ask them about this. And, and sometimes it takes a couple of times of asking about it. Or sometimes it takes watching a television sh um, show about bullying, you know, a story, a movie, uh, or, a, or a sitcom or something to, as a talking point, as a way of getting into this issue. And um, get your kids to admit to it. Now, there's, of course, there's bullying online. There's bullying, regular physical face-to-face -face bullying. So once you find out whether your kids are being bullied, um, if it's online, there are a lot of things you can do. You can take screenshots of, um, of what other people have been writing to your kids. That's evidence. You need to do that in order to show evidence of it. Uh, you also can block cell phone numbers. You can report inappropriate posts to sites like Facebook and Instagram. And then if it's physical, face-to-face -face bullying, you need to tell the teachers, starting off with that, guidance counselor, administrators, principals, and if these people don't do enough, I mean, you have to be a squeaky wheel, and you can't just assume that they're gonna take care of it once you tell them once, <laughs> because that isn't what's happening. Uh, in, in schools, you know, when in my work as an expert witness, I've been involved in a lot of cases where kids have committed suicide because they've been bullied both in person and online. And the parents have told the schools more than once, and the schools have done very little about it. They reassure the parents, oh, yes, we'll talk to the bully. But what happens is, the school, a teacher may talk to the bully and say, oh, well, don't, that's not nice. Don't pester Johnny like that. Don't do that. And then after they walk away, the bully continues to do it. They just look for time. They're just more careful to make sure that the teacher isn't watching. So this is a, this is a very serious problem. Teachers and, and school administrators have a lot of kids to look out for. They have, with this increase in bullying, it's like, you know, almost a 24-7 a job just to, to stop the bullying. Um, so, also, what else can parents do to stop this, to stop this stress due to all of these um, election and post-election issues? First of all, you can use, there's a lot of things that you can use to find out about whether your kids are prejudiced, whether they are, how they feel about minorities. You know, a lot of times kids really do have prejudices um, come, that come from various places. Maybe they've heard a friend talk about how they don't like people of a particular minority and they give them reasons or st typically stereotypes about certain minorities being lazy or cheap or sneaky and then they take these prejudices as their own. So you need to find out if your child has any of these prejudices. 
And then you can, again, use movies and television shows and books to, um, to first of all, to be a, a talking point, to be a, a way to, uh, to start off to ask your kids about um, how they feel about these things and to make them feel comfortable telling you if they do really feel prejudiced and why. Now, I remember my mother bought me a book when I was growing up about, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember what it looked like. It was yellow. It was paperback and yellow. And it was, it was about a white rabbit and a black rabbit. And the white rabbit was driving a car and got run over or maybe he was walking in the street. Anyway, the white rabbit got run over in a car or as a pedestrian by another white rabbit. And he was left in the street. It was a hit and run. And he was left in the street by this white rabbit. And until a black rabbit came along and the black rabbit called an ambulance and saved his life. And there were various other examples in the book about, you know, situations where uh, the white rabbit would expect a white rabbit to be the hero. And in fact, it turned out that the black rabbit was like a black rabbit surgeon and things like that. And I remember this and that every time I come across prejudice um, where, you know, where someone is the hero who's a minority and I see some situation unfolding, I think about this book. So if you're a parent, you have such an opportunity to instill these ideas, to counteract prejudice, whether it's a minority or whether it's half the country who has a different political belief than you do. So it is super important to be instilling tolerance at this young age. Uh, also for stress, the stress of this half the country hating and bullying the other, you can take your kids on physical activities, whether it's just walking the dog or going horseback riding or hiking or any kind of physical playing basketball, any kind of physical activity is a great way to spend your time with them um, to particularly help decrease stress. Now we're going to come to the letter to the terrorist therapist portion of the show. And um, I have a letter, an email. And by the way, again, please, please, please send me your emails. Send me your comments through, um, you can do it through Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Dr. Carol MD, at Dr. C-A-R-O-L-E-M-D. And in Facebook, actually you can type in terrorist therapist in Facebook and you will come to my terrorist therapist page. And you can send me a message through that Facebook page and you can also like it and, um, and follow it, which I, if you're interested in, uh, in, de-stressing yourself from terrorism and finding out the psychological aspects of how terrorism is affecting you, I would recommend that you do. So we have a letter from Emma from Indianapolis. And Emma says, I have kids in elementary and middle school. Every day they come home crying about what's happening at school. 
so much talking about politics. It drowns out what they're supposed to be learning, not just from the kids, but from the adults, the teachers and staff. What am I to do? Well, Emma, you know, there have been a number of, of these emails and letters and from parents being worried about these kinds of things. And one of the things that you can do besides, of course, um, you know, what I was just giving is tips, but it doesn't seem like it's your kids who are causing the problems. So one of the things that you can do is to talk to other parents. I am sure, again, regardless of which political party they support, I'm sure they want their kids to be learning and not to be harassed by kids teasing, bullying, talking about, even just talking about politics, unless it's a, unless it's a um, social studies class where that the teacher is talking about it as a learning tool. But other than that, um, really, for that drowning out what they're supposed to be learning is not good for any kid. So I think you will be able to find parents who feel the same way as you, other parents of other kids who are coming home crying. And I think you should start talking to um, parents and um, get set up a meeting with them and just organize to talk at the next PTA meeting and ask for something to be done uh, just like with the bullying, even if it's not at the level of bullying or not, you know, even if it's just harassment or, uh, well, I mean, I guess, could just, you know, that's kind of bullying too. But even if it's just talking to the extent that it's crowding out, just, just being a distraction. Not, I'm not even talking about kids necessarily pushing other kids or hitting other kids. It doesn't have to be that. It's just the, the like the examples that I gave today weren't, kids punching out other kids, but they were harassing them in various ways. And this is detracting from learning. So I think schools need to understand just how important it is, how they have to address these issues. Again, not just the bullying online or bullying physically, but this harassment by distracting kids and taunting kids about different political issues. Well, that is it for today. <laughs> I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. You've been listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. And I, my takeaway line for you, my recommendation is, it's one thing for adults who want to act like children and bully each other. That's, <laughs> that's not good either. But... More importantly, you need to look at what you're doing to your kids. <laughs>